Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. I loved writing, and so I would write a newsletter every week, just sort of a one or two page, and I'd hand out a physical copy. Worked with my assistant, she started a website, and I just started posting my articles. I'd write one a week, and 2014 or so, we really started to snowball. And I just started praying and believing, and then also just working hard, of course, you know, and, and setting up the strategy, and we became the number one natural health website. Last year, at one point, we had almost 18 million monthly visitors. If you're gonna do something, like this is something my dad taught me growing up, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Give it 100%. Find out which social media channel you're the best at and focus on one. And as the ancient proverb says, you chase two rabbits, you catch none. If you have ever Googled turmeric, then you probably are familiar with DrAxe.com. Same goes about any superfood, any Chinese herb, collagen, you name it. DrX.com is one of the world's largest health websites. And yes, Dr. X is a real person and a real doctor. He is the founder of Ancient Nutrition and DrX.com, a certified doctor of natural medicine, doctor of chiropractic, and clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people get healthy by empowering them to use nutrition to fuel their health. He is the best-selling author of Eat Dirt and his new book, Keto Diet. The website includes healthy recipes, herbal remedies, nutrition and fitness advice, and information on essential oils and natural supplements. Dr. Axe is also the co-founder of Ancient Nutrition, which provides protein powders, holistic supplements, vitamins, essential oils, and more to the modern world. So Dr. Axe gives me a very rare behind-the-scenes glimpse into his business and how he went from sending a newsletter to his patients and actually giving it out, handing it out in person, to growing one of the world's most big and influential health websites in the world. He shares exactly the strategic steps that he took, the role that social media plays in it, and his strategy on social media. He shares about the role that his team plays and what his day looks like and why he makes his team create vision boards and why that is a personally and for his business a very important part of his spiritual and personal growth practice. He also shares about how he got into the world of natural healing in the first place and he busts some keto myths. If you want to hear those, definitely listen to the very end of the podcast because it seems like keto is such a trendy buzzword, but a lot of its true meaning and healing powers could easily get lost in the vast amount of information. Definitely go and check out Dr. Axe's book. It's available on Amazon. I'm going to link it in the show notes. So just head over to wokenwire.com. And I always love hearing what your takeaways from the podcast episodes are. So take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and tag at wokenwired and at Dr. Josh Axe. I would love to hear your takeaways and what is impacting, inspiring you 
and putting you into action. Before we dive into the conversation with Dr. Axe, I wanted to give a word to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by my new conscious social media online program. Okay, I'm just kidding. I think it sounds so funny when you say that your own episode of your own podcast is brought by your own course. So I'm just joking about sponsor, but I did want to take this moment to tell you that the doors to my online conscious social media program open on March 18th, and it will be a very small intimate group this time around. This will probably be the only time I'm running it live And it's going to be an eight-week program in which I guarantee you're going to completely transform what you think about social media. You're going to see it as a tool for personal and business expansion. We're going to really help you find alignment and stop hustling and get more results from your online presence by doing less. So the whole intention of it is to help you create magnetic and aligned online presence with a step-by-step method that brings together tools that both expand your consciousness and connect to your intuition and give you badass strategic tools and marketing and branding guidance to really create a powerful presence out there that truly feels like a representation of you and feels supportive of what you're up to in the world. We'll talk about monetizing building community. And I'm going to share the specific process that I use to close pretty big deals with pretty big brands. So this has been brewing for, I mean, my whole life, but really I've been wanting to do an online course for years, at least five years. I took a super expensive course on how to make an online course and then never completed it, never released a course because I was just so turned off by the idea of having to do funnels and sell and sell and sell. So instead, I'm just doing this my way and I'm having it start with a small group. I really trust that exactly the right people who can benefit the most from this, who are truly ready to up-level both on a soul level and on a business level and see social media as an access to both of it, those people, maybe it's you listening, will be drawn to this. So if you are called to be part of this very small group and do it live with me, and I repeat, probably won't be doing it live again. So you're going to have access to me, to a community for accountability of super badass aligned people who are into the same things as you. I recommend you go to wokenwired.com slash social dash media, or just find it in the show notes, wokenwired.com in this episode and go and put yourself on the wait list. I will be sending you more detail next week. I'm just putting finishing touches on some of the meditations and visualizations and journaling prompts that come with the course, but basically it's best of the best. It's everything I've personally used to grow multiple online businesses. And it's actually very in alignment with what we talk about in this episode with Dr. Axe. If you are disturbed by the recent breakdown of Instagram, Facebook and Instagram were both down all day yesterday, then head over to Woken Wired Instagram and I have some tips for you there and a new perspective of how to look at it from a perspective of growth instead of 
things not working out because it's Mercury retrograde, if you know what I mean. And before we jump into the conversation, one more quick disclaimer. Dr. Axe is very outspoken about his religious beliefs. So if that doesn't resonate with you, then just replace God with divine, universe, spirit, Gaia, whatever it is to you. But, you know, I think it's really not about the details or what your religious beliefs are and allowing yourself to just receive the lessons, no matter what shape and form they come through, because there's such power to what Dr. Axe has to say in this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. I know you will. I can't wait to see your takeaways. All right, guys, welcome back to Woken Wired. I have Dr. Josh Axe here on the podcast. And Dr. Josh Axe is in Nashville, right? I am, yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. Is that your home, always been home? No, you know, I grew up in Ohio around Dayton and then I sort of migrated south here. Uh, but Nash- Nashville is now home. I love it. I It's one of my bucket list places to go in the U.S. because I haven't yet gone. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think you'd love it. You know, when I first moved here, and especially being a health night, you know, there's nothing but sort of <laughs> fried Southern food. But over the past 10 years, we've had a lot of people move here from, you know, LA and different areas of the country. And it's sort of a foodie town now, too. We got some of the best restaurants in the country, obviously great nightlife and music. And it's green and it's a, it's, it's a great place to be. Wow. Okay. Definitely confirming going there soon. So I intentionally didn't read too much too many interviews or listen to podcasts with you because I just want to discover you from where I am. And until recently, maybe like a year and a half ago, whenever I do research for my own blog or create recipes and I put in turmeric benefits or collagen benefits, your website is always the first one that comes up. There's just so many amazing articles, so many great knowledge that really breaks down wellness and health in an accessible way. And for the longest time, I thought Dr. Axe is like a a cartoon made up figure. You know, I didn't know there was a real person behind it. So, you know, at some point I I realized that you are an actual human and now we're talking and I'm excited to dig into all things health and wellness and keto and entrepreneurship with you. Yeah, I'm excited too. We, uh, yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love talking all things, both health and business and spirituality. So uh, yeah, excited too. So we're going to start, I'm going to read out your Instagram bio. And you're going to tell me after hearing that what it is that you actually do on a day to day basis. Sound good? Sure. So if you guys want to follow along, it's Dr. Josh Axe, A-X-E, founder of DrAxe.com, co-founder of Ancient Nutrition, best-selling author of Eat Dirt. Transforming health with natural remedies and real food. Hashtag Dr. Axe. So Dr. Axe, that all sounds incredible. And what does your actual day-to-day look like? Yeah, so day-to-day from a business standpoint, and I typically do a lot with our content team. I work with our social media team, our article and video team. And so I help create a lot of content. And then I, I deal a lot with the sort of leadership and sort of sort of visionary and strategic side of the business. And also... I also do a little bit with uh, formulation, so supplement formulation, creating different, especially when we're creating products that are more in the traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic realm. I do that, but I'd say sort of I wake up every morning and I do what I call my spiritual triathlon. I spend, you know, about five to you know thirty minutes in each sort of discipline. I spend some time and uh, sort of gratefulness and, and praise. 
praising God. I spend some time just sort of in uh, just reading something like a personal growth book or Bible. And then I spend another little bit of time sort of in, you know, prayer and meditation. And that's how I start my day. And then I typically do like a collagen shake or maybe some matcha green tea, go do a workout, come back, have lunch. I'll work in the afternoon for a while on all the things I just sort of talked about. And then my wife and I love to sort of take our dogs on a walk. We got a couple of dogs and we'll do something like that. And then make dinner together and then sort of hang out and either read or maybe watch something. And that's that's sort of a day. And you mentioned personal development books. Are there any particular ones that have influenced you most? Yeah, you know, I've got quite a few. I love John Maxwell. I'm a big John Maxwell fan. Today Matters was a really uh, good book that I'd read. So I really love that book. Probably one of my favorites. And I, I mean, I kind of read everything. Let's see what else have I read. There's a great book by Mark Batterson called The Circle Maker. That was another book I read that I thought was a sort of a game-changing book for me. And then, yeah, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, I like that book. I think that's pretty good. But there, there, there's a lot of books that I've read and, and loved over the years. But yeah, John Maxwell, Mark Batterson are two of my favorites. I love Jim Collins, Good to Great. That's another book that's more business-related, but I think a lot of the principles apply to life too. Right. I was just listening to Jim Collins on the Tim Ferriss show. Fascinating guy. Awesome. Love that. And in terms of gratitude, is there any particular way you practice it? Yeah, you know, actually, one of the things I do is I, I'm big into doing vision boards. And so I just I redo mine every year. And so I just did that recently. And and so like, I'll wake up in the morning and just get down on my hands and knees and just praise God. And I look at my vision board and just kind of also think about, for me, like what's important in life. And so I'm just, I just say I'm grateful for having an amazing family growing up. I'm grateful for an amazing wife or that I get to do what I'm passionate about. And just so many other things that people that have been divinely brought into my life. So I spend some time doing that and maybe I'll, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of a, a big part of sort of that gratitude, but I love sort of also looking at my vision board in the morning and really looking at, Hey, what am I here for? And remembering I'm not here to fulfill my own desires and to be happy. That's not what I'm on earth for. I'm here to bring heaven to earth. I'm here to serve and love others and help others make their life better. And this is sort of just little offshoot, but I think a lot of personal development and personal growth gets it wrong. A lot of people think it's about self-actualization and growing yourself. It's really not. It's about supporting others and meeting their dreams, helping others grow, and then you grow along the way. But that's anyway, so I just sort of, you know, make sure I get centered in the morning. And I think that's, I think it's been really important for me. How do you bring, if in any way, those practices into your leadership and into how you do business? Are there any particular rituals or practices that you share with a team so that everyone can feel that centeredness? Yeah, you know, we do a lot of leadership, you know, quite a bit of leadership and development with my team in the past at DrAx.com and Ancient Nutrition both. And even my functional medicine clinic I had years ago, we did a lot of development. And so, you know, same thing, I'll have my team make vision boards. We've done things like Dave Ramsey's course and helping people get debt free, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, we try and put others first and, and just think about, serving and loving others and being, you know, acting with kindness and also doing things with excellence. That's a big focus that we have, both myself and my business partner, Jordan Rubin. We really believe that any interaction we have with anybody should be a masterpiece and should be done the best of our abilities. The reason why I think, you know, if somebody searches a search term like keto diet or collagen or turmeric, they'll see my website, dracks.com come up quite a bit. And the reason is, is I tell my content team, you know, we need to make each and every article a masterpiece. And I want it to be the best online. I want it to be to where somebody reads it and it literally, you know, they're blown away with how good it is. And so we put everything in those articles from recipes to infographics to writing, you know, 
quoting all the medical studies, but then taking that difficult to understand study and making it simplistic so people can really understand that and apply it to their life. And so for us, we really try and function out of excellence and serving others. Right. So I'm going to just pause here for a second and get us present to the fact that you are running a media company, you are running a product company, you're writing best-selling books, you are one of the most well-known doctors in the US and maybe even worldwide because of your media reach. How many of those things was something that you planned or had on your vision board and how much of it just happened? It's a good question. You know, what's funny is like when I first got into the health space, you know, I, I don't know that I was necessarily, I was mission driven because I have a story. My, my mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was young and and I remember how sick she got, like losing her hair with chemotherapy. And I remember thinking to myself when she was that sick, there's got to be a better way, more natural way. Years later, and she was eventually diagnosed as cancer-free, but actually seemed sicker than ever. She had chronic fatigue and struggled with anxiety, depression, was on antidepressant medications and was sick and tired all the time. Ten years later, I was actually studying to become a doctor. And the reason I wanted to become a doctor was my family was so sick growing up, always taking antibiotics, always sick, that I wanted to, you know, I, I just, even if it, part of it was subconsciously, but I wanted to help help that and find another way. And so my mom, the year before I went to open up my functional medicine clinic in Nashville, she was diagnosed with cancer again. And we went through an all natural, she, she decided she wanted to t- take care of it all naturally. And so she started, we followed actually, I searched diets and came across this article on keto diets for cancer. And I started reading how cancer cells feed off of sugar. So we eliminated the sugar. She kind of did a variation of keto, did lots of vegetable juicing, used Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic herbs like reishi mushroom, turmeric, frankincense. And she followed this health protocol for four months, went back to her oncologist. They redid a CT scan. Tumors had shrunk in half, went back a year later, complete remission. And today my mom's actually turned 67 here and uh, this next month. And she says she feels better now in her 60s and her 30s. And she runs, she water skis. She's doing really well. But all that being said is, you know, I am the, you know, from a visionary standpoint, I've always been a person of, of, of having a big vision and, but I will say this is that where I'm at today and how blessed our business is, it actually has exceeded what I had really dreamed of. And I feel like over time, you know, God has continued to expand my vision for, you know, what he wants me to do here on earth, how he wants me to help people. And so just to give an example, like it really started off with me thinking, I want to help people in my clinic get well. And that's fantastic and it's noble. And so I was really glad I was able to do that. But then it was sort of this thing that sort of continued to get bigger and saying, hey, I want you to teach people, not just people in your clinic, but people all over how to get healthy. And then it was, I want you to teach people, but then I, I want to have you know, products all over in health food stores across the country and helping people that way. And actually the next thing is like myself and Jordan, my business partner, we now own 5,000 certified organic acres of land in Missouri where we do manufacturing, we bottle essential oils, we create bone broth, we ferment mushrooms like reishi, cordyceps, and lion's mane. We're growing hemp out there, launching a CBD line, and we're also practicing regenerative agriculture. We have a mission. We want to help sort of feed the world through farming, you know, in places like Africa and things like that. So for us, like, I get excited because sort of, I feel like my vision has continued to just get bigger over time. So there's so many things that you kind of put together quickly, but so you went from college and then you got your own clinic, right? You opened up your own clinic 
at what point did you launch the products and the the media company, the online component of it? Sure. So I practiced for about five years, my first five years out of school. And then probably a year into practice, I started my newsletter, DrX.com. And because I had a patient, I loved writing. And so I would write a newsletter every week, just sort of a one or two page, and I'd hand out a physical copy. And I had a patient come up and they said, man, I really wish this is a great article. I'd love to email this to my you know, my aunt in North Carolina who's got high blood pressure. And I said, okay. And so I worked with my assistant. She started a website and I just started posting my articles. I'd write one a week and started posting those online. And over time, it just sort of snowballed. And And what year was that? That was probably, let's see, 2000, very early 2009, Mm -hmm. I want to say. And then I probably started doing products in, oh, let's see, 2014, 2013, probably about five or six years ago. And how did the products come about? Was that something that you came up with or your business partner approached you? It, it was me. Yeah, I always loved product formulation. Even even before I did my own products, I, I always studied. And again, I, I looked at a lot of, I read a lo- up a lot on Chinese medicine and Ayurveda about how certain herbs and nutrients interact together. I'll give you an example of this. You know, the recipe for turmeric golden milk or turmeric golden tea, you know, that's a very it's a very specific and thought through recipe because you have turmeric, which isn't absorbed very well in the body. But then they add in warming spices, which things that are warming open things up. Think about a sweating. Not only does it open your pores, it opens your entire cardiovascular system. So they add in a warming spice blend called trichotu, which is black pepper, long pepper, ginger. And then they add in ghee because ghee is high in fat and all our cells are made up of fat and eating fat with certain vitamins and herbs improves absorption. So like I would study Chinese medicine, Ayurveda and look at, okay, when you mix these herbs together, it has a different effect on the body. And I knew that I saw this sort of big gap in product formulation today because unfortunately, you know, I'll give you an example of this. Somebody will, a company will say, I'm going to create an energy blend and they'll throw in chaga, cordyceps, and ginseng. But you know, but really, that's not something they would do in Ayurveda. It's almost too much of something that's very strong and stimulating versus you want stimulating and calming at the same time if you want true energy and you want to balance the body. So anyways, all that being said, I started to formulate and I created a green superfood powder, created a collagen powder. Now we have you know, a lot of mushrooms and herbal extracts, everything from ashwagandha to you know, to lion's mane. But uh, yeah, that's how, sort of how it developed over time. And if anyone listening is like, what is chaga? What is reishi? Oh. I'm going to link to, we, I actually did a podcast with a mycologist. So you can get all your answers on all the mushrooms there. But back to you, Dr. Axe, at what point with the media company, with the website, did you realize, whoa, this is really picking up and a lot of people are reading it a lot more than I was expecting to? Yeah, probably about maybe two years in. You know, two years in, probably in 2000, or maybe three years in 2012, I think we, you know, we were at half a million views. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, it's significant. Per month? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, you know, and then a couple years later, I want to say 2014 or so, we really started to snowball. And we went from about, you know, maybe 700,000 eventually went to you know about three to five million over the course of like two years and then last year at one point we had he had almost 18 million monthly visitors and wow. so it was yeah it, it really really had snowballed over those th- those years so those are enormous numbers would you share what you think are the top things you did to make your website as successful as it is on top of having really high quality content 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, the thing is, I'm always very strategic. And whether somebody's trying to reach their business goals or health goals, I think the most important thing is laying out a very strategic plan and then getting the right team members on board is number two, and then taking massive action. I think those are the sort of things that that people need to consider. And so when creating DrAx.com, again, that, that, that word excellence always comes to mind. That when, if you're going to do something, like this is something my dad taught me growing up. Mm. It's sort of that thing where he's like, Josh, if you're, if you're going to do it, do it right. I mean, he said, you know, give it 100%. And so for me growing up, whether it was sports or or anything, you know, for the most part, especially if I was passionate about it. Now, I, I want to just, if my dad would ask me how I did in math, if I gave that 100%, I'd probably be no, because I wasn't always the best mathematician. But in most other things, I, you know, I would give it 100%. And so it's the same thing. I would say, number one, be very strategic and talk to a lot of people who have done it before. The, the th- mistake I see a lot of people making is they try and figure it out on their own. Don't try and figure it out. There are other people that have figured it out glean from their wisdom, ask them, model, ask them if you can model their success. And I've had amazing mentors over my career as well and people that have sewed into me. And so that's number one is create a solid plan. And like I've had people before who have who, thought, you know, hey, I'm going to go and start a, you know, do what Dr. Axe did and, and start a big website over with health content. You know, and I get calls from them or or they'll say, Hey, why didn't this work for me? And I think the thing is a lot of times people aren't giving it their all mm. and maybe they're, they're they're skipping steps or they didn't sort of do their homework. But I think in general, number one, be very strategic. So I'll give you an example of this. I said to myself at one point, I want to have the number one natural health website in the world. And about two years ago we did that. You know, wow. we were the most visited natural health website. And, but to do that, I started saying, okay, who's the best in my space? And there was people like Dr. Mercola and, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the others, like DrOz.com was really high up there, MindBodyGreen. These are all sites that were way bigger than I was, Healthline.com. And I said to myself, okay, what are they doing? And how, like, how many articles are they putting out a week? I started realizing, wow, some of these people are putting out 30 articles a week. So I said to myself, in order to do 30 articles a week, which we probably did closer to like I don't know, 24. But I kind of put this plan together. If I did three articles a day, let's say 21, how many writers would I need? How many editors? And so I figured out that exact team. And then and then not only how many do I need to do 21 articles, but what are those topics? So I'm doing recipes. I'm doing some videos that are transcribed. I'm doing some what I call cornerstone articles, some latest news pieces. So we sort of mapped that out. And then I said, okay, how do I make each of those the very, very best? So I literally created a template for every article on how to make it a masterpiece on you know the questions you need to cover. So you need to have a recipe in every article. You need to, you need to quote this many medical studies. You're going to pull them from this. So I created a playbook for every article we wrote. And so Anyway, so it's sort of that depth, though, of looking at, okay, if someone wants to succeed, you've got to create a playbook for success and then train others. Because a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, are guilty of this. They try and do it all. For me, I realized that, hey, teamwork makes the dream work, right? You know, And so sometimes I, I, I was a better writer than somebody, but, but I couldn't write all the articles. So I had to still train them and invest in them and, and help them become a great writer. And so again, that was sort of it. So created, you know, created the perfect sort of playbook and system, hired a team players, and then I invested in them, making sure that I did my part and helping them become great. And that was it. Yeah, and it was the same way with supplements. You know, it's very similar. We, we got to be the best of the best. So it sounds like 
you know, hiring 18 people to help you run the website, was that a taking a risk at the time? You know, I, I don't think it was taking a risk. In fact, I think it's much riskier hiring people that aren't coachable, that aren't grateful. So, so there are certain things I look for in hiring 18 players. It didn't mean that they're, mo- they're the most expensive. It just means that they have the right characteristics. And so the number one thing I've ever had to let somebody go for or won't hire somebody for is if they're entitled. Entitlement is the opposite of gratefulness to me. And so I hire people that are grateful for, and they're excited to be there. I hire people that are committed to a spirit of excellence, doing their very, very best. People that take initiative and people that are coachable. They want to learn and grow. They have that sort of humility where they can take feedback without getting defensive. And if people have that along with the right skill set, those are the people that I hire. But again, I really think that if somebody asks why you know our company's been so successful, hands down, no doubt, it's because I have an amazing, amazing team around me. Mm. And in terms of monetizing the website, what is your strategy there? So supplements, you know. Early on, we did health programs, and so you know, and, and so it's programs and supplements, and so we'd have an essential oil course that people could you know buy. So it was it was buying these big programs and content. I'd spent a lot of time doing video and creating training systems for people. We had a program called Healing Leaky Gut, where people, you know, it was like a. It was under $200 and people would learn how to heal. I mean, think about it. It costs that much to go to a single doctor's visit and I give them a full you know, program that they can follow to heal their body. So the programs and the supplements, that, that's, but we don't do any ads. We don't take any outside money. It's really all through us creating contents and quality supplements. So it's a self-sustained ecosystem of all your brands really supporting each other. You got it. Yep. So interesting. Have you ever probably get approached every single day about third-party yes. partners, but yes. that's your policy not to? Now, listen, I, I have friends in the space. I give an example, Will Cole. You know, like I love Dr. Will. You know, he's a great functional medicine doc in Pittsburgh. And so like when his book comes out, I get on and promote it because, because I'm not all about me, you know, just serving me. Like I want to serve and love others. And so, and, and he was saying the same exact thing about you. <laughs> Yeah, so he's like he's just amazing. So like I love supporting Will, like Vani Hari. She runs a website called Food Babe, and you know she's taken on Monsanto and a lot of these big companies that are putting foods that are literally killing our kids. I mean, these food colorings and you know and genetically modified organisms and all of this stuff. And so like she just sent me her book. I'm going to get out and promote that. And sometimes other products like we have brands like Tessames. They do these amazing salad dressings with like avocado and other things. So we actually support a lot of other brands, but in terms of, but we don't ask, ask for anything in return. We just sort of support them because we we love who they are and what they do. Mm. So now we're stepping into the social media territory because that's where that's more of your personal presence, right? Where you can promote things you care about and the daily updates. What role did social media play in the growth of your website and business? You know, I think it played a really big role. Now, I'll say for us, our biggest area of growth that sort of got us, you know, allowed us to grow was SEO, search engine optimization of having articles rank on Google. So if somebody searches again, turmeric, we will come up on the first or second page of Google. So people will find us there. That was probably number one. But right after that, definitely social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube in particular have been great for us. And so, you know, we, and the other thing is too, like I eat healthy and and I show people, Hey, here's what I actually do in my daily life, you know? And so it's, uh, for me, social media has always come very natural and easy because I'm not necessarily trying to, you know, like some, I think some big brands have a hard time because 
they're not all, they almost don't know how to be authentic. For me, it's really easy. Like I live this life. And so I show people exactly, Hey, what I do and how I eat. Same thing. My wife, Chelsea has got an amazing social presence on Instagram. She's a Dr. Chelsea Axe and shows her natural skincare routine and how we, you know, feed our dogs. We give them turmeric, we give them probiotics, we give them fish oil and all types of stuff. But for us, it always came very naturally. But the other thing went there, it was, hey, being authentic and teaching people how to apply things in their daily life. And then number two, it's doing things with excellence. If we're creating an easy, an infographic, I want it to look great. I want it to be easy to understand. And so sort of that combination of, hey, just being transparent and excellence is sort of what I think has allowed us to do well too on, on social media. And the third thing would be, Following, like when I do videos, I follow a very specific formula of letting people know who I am with credibility, letting people know the value they're going to learn, covering anywhere from maybe three to seven steps. Like yesterday, I did a Facebook Live on five steps to heal your gut, and I covered foods to remove, foods to add in, best supplements, best lifestyle tactics, and best herbs and essential oils. And that was it. But people know when they watch a video that, hey, I'm not going to give a bunch of fluff. I'm not going to go off on a tangent. They're going to learn these five things. Maybe I'll do a Q&A and get off. But that's, you know, I think also having that system in place on social media has also allowed us to have success there. Right. And that diversification because you have powerful presence on several platforms as well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought up a really great point that there's so many brands that want to be more personable and more human online, but they just don't even know where to begin. And the other side of that is that there's a lot of incredible doctors, healers, people who are actually creating a difference in the world, who just don't even know where to begin with social media. They don't feel comfortable in front of a camera. They don't know what strategy to follow. So having that natural ability, I'm similar to you. I just have, you know, always been comfortable sharing on social media. I'm curious what advice you would have for someone who has a message to share, but doesn't feel as comfortable on social media. Yeah, I would say a few things. One, you know, if we're talking about being comfortable on video, that's okay. Not not everyone's made for video. I would say focus on the platform where you have the greatest strength. Maybe you don't love video, but you feel really comfortable on podcast and doing things audio. Hey, do that. If you're not with that, then hey, do articles or create infographics, you know, but find the kind, and I don't think everybody should be on every social media platform. If you're in the fitness industry, for instance, just be on Instagram. I mean, you could be on YouTube too, but I mean, I think Instagram, you know, I look at a lot of CrossFitters who've had so much success on there, but don't focus on Facebook then. Don't focus on Twitter. Just focus on one. So that's another thing. Find out which social media channel you're the best at and focus on one. And as the ancient proverb says, you chase two rabbits, you catch none you know, that's the same thing. Like we only focused on Facebook at first. I never did Twitter, never, because I didn't want to spread myself too thin. Now I have a large enough team to where we can do more, you know, we can do multiple social media platforms. But I think for most people, pick one or maybe two, but but don't try and do every social platform and do it well. It's just most people don't have the bandwidth or the team to actually do that. But yeah, focus on where you can be great. And if you're not great at video, hey, that's that's fine. Great, create great infographics and other content that people will love. Right. And what kind of content do you find resonates the most with your community? I mean, health content. I mean, in general, I mean, also things that are inspirational and uplifting. So those are really the things that we focus on is, is we do a blend of recipes. 
posts of me sort of doing, you know, like of me making a smoothie or me, you know, out to eat and showing people what I eat. So again, my personal life, like that sort of thing, me hanging with my family, you know, Chelsea and I out paddle boarding or, you know, something like that. We also will do infographics, you know, where we're showing here's the top, you know, seven benefits of keto or, you know, the top eight benefits of turmeric, you know, that sort of thing. So those are the sort of things, both inspirational people actually singing to my personal life, health content, infographics, those things tend to do really, really well for us. So you're a very public figure with a lot of public things going on. I'm curious, how do you set boundaries with social media and technology overall? Um, you know, for me, I, I just feel like I naturally have a good balance. For me, I'm wired. It's easy for me to say no to things. You know, not everybody has that. In fact, we could dive into Chinese medicine. It would probably take forever. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but just all that being said, you know, everybody's wired differently. For me, like I understood and had a mentor tell me this early. Like, you know, when you say yes to things that are good, you're actually saying no to some things that are great. And so for me, like I'm really focused on, I only do, I really try and focus on only things that I feel like are great for my spiritual, my spiritual health, especially for my wife, you know, really caring and loving her, you know, taking care of my own physical health. Like this year I'll travel quite a bit, but I've said no to 90% of the speaking engagements I've been offered. And the reason being is, man, that'll just burn me out and tire me out. And Hey, maybe the business won't, maybe it may suffer a little bit, but probably not. I mean, actually, because I'm doing the things that are the most important, the biggest events, I'm taking the most important interviews and I'm, but then aside from that, like I'm resting and rejuvenating myself, I'm investing in my team and my family. And so for me, it's really not difficult to say no, because I realize that if I'm saying yes to something that then I have to say no to something else. And so I'm very strategic about what I say yes and what, what I say no to and, and what are priorities in my life. What's your process for determining what's a yes and what's a no? You know, I, I think I think I'll look at and I'll take some time. And again, a, a lot of this starts with my yearly goals and vision board. So, like, I have a like a two page, one page of goals and one page of strategy to reach those goals. So, for this year, you know, I have things like you know, grow closer to God and have more bold prayers. And with that too, I also have like support Chelsea and her growth. Like she just actually spoke at our church recently, which was great. So I have that down. So that's sort of spiritual health. So I have those things down. I know in order to grow, I need to spend about an hour a day, you know, with God or thinking about, hey, you know, how do I serve others or take care of somebody? So I'll do that. And then I'll look at, hey, my physical health, what are the things I want to do this year? And so I want to be able to start playing tennis, you know, and so how, how much will I have to play? And I want to have this, you know, weight or body fat percentage. And so I'm going to lift or run this many days a week. So I'll have that down. And then we have some recreational goals. So Chelsea and I like just went on a trip with her parents, which was a lot of fun. We went to the Caribbean for a, for a week and had a blast there. And then like last year, we went to Europe for a week. So we have sort of those recreational goals of things. And then business goals, you know, we want to do so many in sales and I wanted to have so many book sales and all these other things. And so, but, you know, I look at, hey, here are my biggest five priorities or maybe even three priorities in different areas of life. And if somebody asks me to do something that's not necessarily supporting those things, then a lot of times I just, I realize that, you know, I'm really grateful for the opportunity, but unfortunately I have, have to decline because of it. So that's kind of how I do it. Right. Were you just looking at your vision board where you were telling me that? No, no, it's actually downstairs. I'm in my, actually, I need to move it back up to my office. But uh, anyways, no, no. Do you find that most of the things that you put on your vision board, that vision board, they come true? 
100%, almost. Not 100%, let me say, 80% of the time. And then if it doesn't happen, somehow I'm glad it didn't happen or it turns out better a lot of times. And so, yeah, it's actually shocking at how often I put something down, even something that's out there and it ends up coming to, uh, coming into to, to, to fruition. Can you share an example that comes to mind? Oh, goodness. Gosh, I got lots. Yeah, so I'll, I'll share a few. So let me give you like a business thing. Like the number one natural health website, I put that on my vision board maybe four, three years before that. And we were, at, like I said, like 700,000 people visiting our website. And you looked at some of the other websites, they were at 10 million, 14 million or 15 million. I mean, we were literally like a David to their Goliath. I mean, that much smaller. And I just started praying and believing and then also just working hard, of course, you know, and, and setting up the strategy. And I mean, literally within three and a half to four years of that, we became the number one natural health website. And most people would have said, oh, you know, for you to grow, I mean, we grew almost 20 times or more. Wow. Yeah, over 20 times in the course of just three years. But that was something I had on my vision board. I used to pray for, for my wife, Chelsea, and I used to pray and I put that on my vision board. I would picture and write down what I wanted to have in a wife. And so I'd write, I remember I prayed this prayer. I said, Lord, would you send me a woman who is physically breathtaking, mentally stimulating, and spiritually just on fire. And so I married that woman that was on my vision board. And yeah, again, I've had so many things. Like we started, you know, we wanted to get in Whole Foods Market and have a great partnership with them. And now, you know, looking forward, we're blown away. We'll have 80 products in Whole Foods by the end of this year. And that was just, we didn't have a single product in two years ago. So anyways, we've had a lot of amazing things. And I just, again, feel really blessed that, that you know, these, these things have happened. How do you think it works when you put on your vision board and then it comes true? Well, again, and listen, I'm always, I try and be sensitive because I know everybody has different religious beliefs. And so I know sometimes when I talk about God, like, you know, maybe on social media, they'll unsubscribe to me or that sort of thing. But I'm just very outspoken about my beliefs. And so I guess, I guess I'll share them here. So if people unsubscribe, they do what they do. But for me, I really try and partner with God and be very purposeful because like, I don't want to hit a goal that's, that's all about me. I believe though, that we do have a God who he wants to see us succeed. He wants to see our personal desires. Like I think about God like this, not everybody does, but I think about God, like if anybody who's listening to this has kids or if you, like, I know for me, if I have, and I don't have kids quite yet, but like my nieces and nephews, man, I want to see them win and succeed, you know, like in everything. Like, so I want to see them be blessed and, and I want to see them, you know, both financially, but also in their character and all these different areas. And so, and I think God looks at me the same way and he thinks, man, I want to see Josh succeed. And so like, I'm very prayerful when I'm coming up with my goals saying, hey, God, is this something that you want me to succeed in? Or is this just self-serving? Do I have false ambitions here that are all about me? And so I think about like partnering with God, like I'm partnered with God right now, like we want to feed the hungry and I want to help women who are subject to sex trafficking. And so we partnered Chelsea and I with the ministry for that. We partnered with a ministry who's doing farms and regenerative agriculture in Mozambique, Africa. Like, so those are some of those goals, but we also have recreational goals. And so like when I put down those goals, I ask God, hey, check my heart. And I just kind of feel in my body like, hey, is there a piece there? Is this right? Does this line up with what he wants? And so for me, like, that's a big part of my even goal setting before I even put things down is when I'm visualizing, God, what do you want me to do? What are the gifts you've given me? How can I serve and, and bless others and make their lives better? And so that's really where it, where it starts. And so when it comes to that vision board of becoming the natural number one health website, why do I think it, it happens? Well, one, I feel like, 
God is blessed and he's working out things for me that might've seemed impossible before. I've had so many things that you would have thought, how could that work out in my favor? And it did. And then I work hard and we do things with excellence. And so again, it's that combination of, I think, blessing and favor of God. I also think it's the combination of me going out and doing my part of doing things with excellence, you know, serving others. And I, th- I think that's, that's why a lot mm. of happened. That's so solid. And if you guys listening, if the word God doesn't apply, you know, use whatever word does apply because all these principles, they really are universal. And however, if you just listen with an open mind and apply it to your own life in whatever way that that can empower you, I think there's some solid teachings about having a daily practice, about being of service, about showing up for your work, right? Absolutely. And so now that we have a few minutes left, I want to get to your new book. Tell me all about it. Yeah. So I was excited. As I mentioned earlier, like the reason I got into the health industry in the first place was because my mom was was diagnosed with cancer and she almost lost her life the first time. And that just really compelled me to want to go and find natural ways of healing. And so when my mom was diagnosed the second time, I started searching diets for cancer and came across this term keto diet and started reading about how this diet can starve cancer cells. And so I then took keto and started researching Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and things like vegetable juicing, Gershon therapy. And I put together what I call it sort of a keto, a variation of a keto healing plan for my mom. She started following it. She beat cancer naturally. And then I started using this with patients in my practice with everything from, I saw a lot of patients have type 2 diabetes reversed. I saw many patients with things like MS, that's multiple sclerosis and neuro neuro illness start getting better. I saw kids on the autistic spectrum disorder start getting better, people losing weight very quickly. And so I'd seen so much success with it. So I wanted to write a book teaching people how to do keto the right way. Because unfortunately, a lot of people, when they think of keto, like if I went on social media the other day and the keto recipe, some of the recipes were like, take conventional shredded cheese, fry it in butter, put bacon in the middle, fry more and make a like a keto fried bacon cheese quesadilla. And I'm like, that's not real keto. Like when I learned about keto, it was all like healing, like avocados and coconuts. So all that being said, like I wanted to teach people how to do the keto diet the right way. I don't think it's a lifetime diet. I think it's a diet. I think of it as a long-term fast. In fact, Keto was created because in 1920s, John Hopkins University researchers were trying to help kids that were having epileptic seizures. They found when they had the kids fast, the seizures went away. So they created a diet to mimic fasting, which is the keto diet. So I think for 30 days or so, people do keto. They experience an amazing health breakthrough, just like if they were doing a long-term cleanse or fast. And so this plan, it has a 30-day plan. It has 80 recipes. The recipes are really delicious too. We have like keto pancakes, keto chocolate chip cookies, keto fudge, keto brownies, but we're using like almond flour, coconut flour, pastured eggs, grass-fed butter, like those sort of things in there. And I also go through the supplements. And and again, it's a very specific 30-day plan on what to eat for every meal. And I also have different types of keto plans. So people take a keto quiz in the book, and I have a keto collagen plan for boosting beauty and losing weight. I have a keto intermittent fasting plan, which is advanced and helps with gut health. I have a keto cancer plan for those who want to fight and prevent cancer. A keto vegan plan for vegans and vegetarians. And so anyways, I'm super excited about the book. It just came out last week. And another cool thing, they um, Barnes & Noble and Amazon for this, you know, for the next week or so, they've got 20% off. It's about $12 off the book right now if people go to a local bookstore or Amazon or or Barnes and Noble right now, but it's been selling really well. 
And anyways, I'm just really excited because I believe that, you know, people are going to have their lives transformed through the book and the reviews have been so awesome so far. I'm going to link to the book in the show notes. I'm excited to check it out as well. And I want to know what's your favorite recipe in the book. Why don't we do one overall favorite recipe and one breakfast favorite recipe? Sure. Man, for breakfast, I love the keto pancakes. I think they're fantastic. So that's probably my personal favorite there in the book. Yeah, I'll just give you a couple more. The keto blueberry muffins are really, really good. And so are the keto chocolate chip cookies. But those are some of my my favorites. And is the book for everyone or people with specific conditions? I think it's really for everybody. I think people will learn a lot and gain a lot from it, especially people that want to learn both, you know, about getting more of these healthy fats to heal your brain and neurological system and balance your hormones. But I, I really think it's for for everybody, but especially for those who are looking to heal from from anything. And it's not the extreme version of going into ketosis, right? It's mostly just healthy fat-based nutrition. You know, just like in fasting, like again, people fasted from the beginning of time. It's referenced by Hippocrates and Maimonides and all types of people. It's the sort of ketosis you get into if you're going to fast. But I'm not a big believer in going really deep into ketosis. I think that, hey, just being on the borderline or a little bit into ketosis where your body's kind of running like a hybrid car where you can burn both fat and carbs for energy, I think that's more along the lines of what our ancestors did. And that's really more of what I sort of promote and believe in in terms of doing keto. Mm. And what's the best way to connect with you with all your online platforms? Yeah, I would say I do a lot on Instagram and Facebook. So you could just search Dr. Josh Axe, last name's A-X-E. Visit my website, draxe.com. But I'd say sort of Facebook, Instagram, and then Facebook, or uh, and then my website, draxe.com, sort of the best places to connect. And Dr. Axe, before we wrap up, is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you would like to share? You know, I don't think so. I think this was a great interview. You asked me actually several questions that I don't typically get asked, which which I always love. And I just thought it was such a great combination of both, you know, personal life, business, health. And I would just say this too, you know, I, I just encourage people to, hey, create yourself a plan, do a vision board. I mean, that's one of the things that I just think has been so big for my life. And then along with that, you know, uh, focus on creating yourself just just a health plan. You know, even if you just change your breakfast, like you're changing a third of your diet, like that alone could be game changing for you and your health. And so start doing a superfood collagen smoothie for breakfast, something like that, you know, where you're doing coconut milk and maybe some blueberries and some vanilla collagen protein or something like that. And if people do that, you know, that, that can go a long way. But I'd say that's, those are two good places to start. I'm going to go make that now. Your talk is making me hungry. All right. Thank you so much for the incredible conversation, for sharing all the practices. It was very inspiring to get into the mind of the Dr. Axe. And congrats on the new book. Guys, go get Keto Diet. Start trying out the recipes. And if you're inspired by any part of this interview, take a screenshot of you listening to it and post it on Instagram and tag both at Dr. Josh Axe and at Woke and Wired. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends, leave a review, and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.